From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about the power that a woman has to either build up or tear down her husband. And Ralph Waldo Emerson had this to say about a, a woman's power. He said, a man's wife has more power over him than the state has. And if you think about all the, the laws and regulations and everything that we're subject to in, in any country that you're listening to this, for somebody to go out there and declare that a man's wife has more power than the state or the government has, it's really indicative of the tremendous amount of power that a wife has. And we're going to be talking about that in depth in today's show. And as we do that, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And for those of you that are brand new to the One Extraordinary Marriage show, welcome. We are so happy that you did a search on iTunes or some friend said, hey, you know what? You need to listen to these guys. For those of you that don't know, the hug is really your opportunity to share with the entire One community how you've been impacted by One Extraordinary Marriage. Mm -hmm. And this week's hug is brought to you by One Extraordinary Marriages. I love you, but I don't trust you webinar. And you can find that at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash rebuildtrust. We want you to join us for the I love you, but I don't trust you Four simple strategies to build, maintain and regain trust in your relationship webinar that's happening this Thursday, just two days from this show on July 28th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. During this free webinar, you will learn a practical step by step process for rebuilding trust after porn, infidelity, suspicion and harmful mistakes, even if your partner isn't on board. Register today at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash rebuild trust. And the one last thing I want to say about this webinar, because I know a lot of you have joined us in the past, or a lot of you are thinking, oh, you know what? We're past that. We don't need those strategies. Like we're good now. This webinar is also for you. It's kind of like when you've seen a good movie and you watch it again and you're like, oh my gosh, I like, I totally missed that the first two, three, seven times that I watched it. And now like that's the missing link in the storyline. Same thing happens when you get on the rebuild, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash rebuild trust. You get on the, I love you, but I don't trust you webinar. You're going to pick up a gem that maybe you missed the first time or you're at a different place. And so now that strategy is going to make all the difference in your marriage. So join us this Thursday, July 28th at 6 PM. And I wanted to say one thing, get on there quick. This one, always fills up so we we do this regularly and yet the last time we did it was in may so mm -hmm. it's going to fill up we are gonna we are gonna push this out through our social media to our our folks that follow us in different places so you guys need to get on so make sure you get it, oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash rebuild trust. Absolutely. And so this uh, hug came from an email and said, I just ran across your website in the last week and I've been listening to your podcast and reading through your website. Thank you for your willingness to share your life so that others may be helped. My marriage has gone through some rough patches mm. for similar reasons as yours did. And your huge encouragement to openness has helped me push past my fears of speaking openly. Awesome. Those conversations are so hard, but so worth it. We've been living with trust issues. 
mm-hmm. they're probably going to be joining us for the I Love You But I Don't Trust You webinar. Mm-hmm. We've been living with trust issues from the fallout of pornography addiction. And while we are so much better that we were even before trust was broken, being able to see past my fears and work through to greater intimacy is amazing. Thank you. Love it. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for taking sure. the time to share um, how this material is impacting you and your marriage. Mm-hmm. And, and thank you most importantly for being willing to go out and seek information and take action to change your marriage. Right. That That's really where our appreciation for who you are comes in because it's not just enough to hear it. You got to go out and you got to take action. Got to do something. Got to be intentional about it and got to take action. So Tony opened the show guys with, you know, saying that we were going to be talking about the power that a woman has to either build up or tear down her husband. And in doing that, we're really talking about emasculating men. Mm-hmm. And I want to share, I want to share this email that, um, that came into us. It's, this wife said, they say couples argue about two things, money and sex. We've never argued about money. Our only arguments have always been about sex or physical intimacy. Mm. When I listen to your podcast that explains how your marriage was before, it sounds exactly like ours. My husband was the pursuer and I rarely said yes. Basically, for years, I was emasculating him and didn't realize it. In the past, I felt like everything he did was to get me to have sex with him. And it always felt like there was that ulterior motive. I began to resent him, uh, which goes back to last week's show. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. We'll put a link to that too on talking about resentment. Um, I began to resent him. And while I felt our marriage was otherwise strong, I was not realizing what I was doing to him and how I was making him feel. He began to give up. And now I understand why. I realize that change needs to happen in our marriage. Pretty powerful stuff coming from a wife who realizes, oh my gosh, I've been doing this. And and for those of you that think you know what the definition of emasculate is, I'm just going to like put it here into the show because I think it's important we all start from the same, you know, the same playing field. And when you look up the word emasculating in the dictionary, this is what it says. To make a person weaker or less effective. Another definition is to deprive a man of his role or identity. And I will tell you, that it is happening every single day in marriages all over the world. And how do I know this? Because it happens in our marriage as well. And it actually came to a head just last week. I'm going to be sharing that story with you because I think it's important that you see and hear that, you know, even though Tony and Lisa oftentimes seem to have it all together and oftentimes not, if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, that we're still working through these things because emasculating your husband emasculating the man in your life doesn't just come from regularly saying no and rejecting him in the bedroom. Right. Th- that That's one area for w- sure where it happens, but that's not the only place. It's about not giving his suggestions equal billing in your marriage, right? Like, where do you want to go? And you know, you guys start the, where do you want to go? I don't know where you want to go conversation. And he throws something out and you're always like, mm, no, no, I don't want to do that. Nah, that's not what I do. It's about not understanding or seeking to understand his role or the pressures that he faces. It's, you know, I, I saw um, I saw a friend of ours actually post on Instagram last week. She was talking about how, you know, there have been times when she's been griping about the fact that 
that, you know, her husband goes off to work and, you know, she's the one staying home with the kids, right? And she's the one doing all of this. And, and really, she needs to put herself in his shoes too because he goes out literally to slay the dragon every day so that she can have the privilege of staying home. And it wasn't until she took a breath and said, oh my gosh. And this is something they agreed upon too, right? right? I mean, Th- this They agreed like- on this. Th- this was a choice. Right. But there's still that resentment that grows and saying, well, mm-hmm. you don't understand how hard my life is dealing with the decisions that we both agreed on, right? And saying, you know what, honey, maybe I need to put myself in your shoes. What are those pressures? Mm-hmm. It- it's about putting your husband's ladies farther down on your to-do list than like half the household chores. Right, it's putting the kids, it's putting your job, it's putting everything else above your husband and being like, I, I, you know what, I'm I'm too tired, mm-hmm. I, I don't have time for you, you're not important, you know. It, it's about, and this actually, you know, Tony and I had this conversation earlier today as we were preparing for the show. It's about when somebody asks you how many kids you have, and maybe you have two kids like we do, but you're like, well, two, no, well. Kind of three, you know, my husband, right? And it's making, it's lumping him in with the kids. Yeah. I I will tell you, sorry, honey. No, I was going to say, this is the one that just, it really ruffles my feathers because a lot of times we'll have women coming through and talking to Elisa um, in coaching calls and, or a consult call and just, and, and talking about this. Like my husband's just another kid and you know, I, I understand that because in one time in our marriage, I'm sure Elisa felt that way. I'm sure Elisa felt like, geez, Tony's just another person in this household that I got to take care of. And, you know, it, it's a bad place to be because when your husband in your mind now is another child in the house sexual intimacy isn't something that you really desire to have with him. And so what we're going to be discussing here today, and and as we get through this, and we're going to share a story about how this even happened in our own marriage just a couple of weeks ago. And if we see this play out, you see the tension that begins to happen with sexual intimacy. Absolutely. And just the one of the last ways I want to share that this plays out that that we're emasculating our husbands that we're making them we're depriving them of their role and their identity of making them weaker and less effective is when you assume that just because something happened in the past or he used to be one way that he can never change improve or grow right that because you used to do this and this is the way you were then that's just like i'm going to put you in that box and that's where you're going to be forever and ever and ever amen there you go and literally all of these things with the exception of saying no in the bedroom came to a head just a little over a week ago when we were vacationing in Arizona. Um, Interestingly enough, we've been developing this pattern. I think it's just because we spend so much time together that usually the last night we're on vacation. uh, If you listen to our shows from about a year ago when we were in Cabo, the last night there was a big fight. And well, the last night we were in Arizona, there was a big fight um we're breaking that i'm just declaring right now that is not happening on our next holiday the next time we travel together we're just not we're not doing this we're gonna we're gonna be proactive right here's what happened we're out with the kids we they'd wanted frozen yogurt we get them frozen yogurt our daughter um takes her wants to take hers to go like she didn't finish it she got herself too much so we're getting in the car 
we're all sitting in the car all of a sudden and I still don't know how like it was on her lap and then the next thing you know it was in her lap like going down to the seat everywhere so I immediately spring into mommy mode Tony gets up and uh, like I it all happens so fast right now but Tony hops out of the driver's seat to go help her right but because in the past, now this is me. Remember that part where I said, you know, it's about assuming that because he used to be one way, he can't ever change. Tony has, and he's, he's shared it with you guys on the show. Tony has in the past had a very, very short fuse. In fact, calling it a short fuse might be generous. Like there were times in our marriage when there was no fuse. It mm-hmm. just went zero to 60. Mm-hmm. And so he jumps out starts talking to her, but I can't hear it because I've got my filter on of saying, Tony's going to go ballistic on our child. We've been in that place. It's happened in our marriage. Okay. But that was years ago. Right. And it was, it was about, you know, him trying to help, but I'm like getting in his face going, just leave her alone. Let me take care of this. Right. Because guess what? Mommy's the hero, right? Daddy can't do anything. That was the message I was sending to my children right there. Right. And, and da- to me. And if daddy can't do anything, then he's irrelevant. Right. That That's all like this is all sp- literally, guys, this is all spinning in like 30 seconds. You've had those arguments in your car where like it's all of a sudden it's gone from really good to where in the world did that come from? Quick, quick, quick. quick. Like even now I, I'm trying to think about it. it. It's that place where you get where man, when it's done. You don't even know where it came from. And that was us. And you just don't. And in that moment, I I was super, and I will seriously say this, guys, and I mean, we share this with you. Emotional abuse happens. And in this moment, it it wasn't abuse, but it was, it was, it was fire. It was, it was just spewing just harshness at Elisa. Because I felt so emasculated in this moment. Like, I couldn't even be able to get to the back seat and help my daughter clean up the mess. Like, I wasn't even able to do that in her mind. And it just so tipped me that, I mean, I just, I blew up. And I, and I honestly, folks, I, I don't do it. I just don't. I don't go there anymore. Because I learned that nothing good comes out of it. And so, but it was, like I said, it was just so much. It was so intense. And what usually ends up happening after this, for most of us guys, for me, and the men that I've talked to, and the husbands that I've talked to, there's shame. There's guilt. There's a lack of worth. And that's what I felt. Driving back to our place, to go spend the last evening of our vacation, which I was hoping would be by our poolside because we were in Scottsdale, Arizona. I felt little, felt small. I felt like my family didn't even care about me. And typically in years past on my side, that scenario would have played out to like a massive silent treatment. Just like, I'm going to shut down because you have completely ruined our vacation. Um, This is all your fault, Tony, right? Like that's where I would have gone, you know, finger pointing, like this is all your fault. And I made a decision as we were driving home, you know, it's very, very quiet in the car. And I'm like, we're not going to bed like this. Like I'm not going to do what I've done in the past because what I realized in that moment and what each one of you needs to realize is that our marriages need strong men. 
right? We need husbands who understand their value in the marriage relationship. We need husbands who feel love from their wives, who know that their home is a safe place for them, who know that they will be encouraged and build up in that environment. So what did I have to do? I had to put out the peace offering. Uh I had to say, you know what? We need to talk about this. We need to talk about what's going on. And, and, you know, it was so interesting because I actually shared this with one of my coaching clients this week. I said, we actually were able to go from like crazy fireworks happening inside our car to the point where we were genuinely saying, I love you and good night without all of the explosions Mm -hmm. within about an hour, maybe an hour and a half by the time we actually went to bed. But we didn't go to bed with these feelings, right? Because we had already started working through it, which was about where our marriage has grown. So if your marriage isn't there, what I want to say is it can be, right? You can grow to this place. We've been working on our marriage like this for the last nine years. So we are not an overnight success story. We're about, you know, whatever nine times 365 is success story. Right. Right. Because in that, because we still get up the next morning and we go for a walk and Tony steps way, way out of her, his comfort zone, not my comfort zone. He steps into my comfort zone, steps out of his comfort zone and says, we still need to talk about this a little bit more. Like it's not settled. So the next day we went out for a walk and again, you, you who, you guys who've been listening long enough, you know, we do our walk and talks and it was during this walk and talk. I mean, I'm having that, that battle inside that, that, do you say anything? Do you bring it up? I mean, we're driving home today. Why, why do it? You know, it's, it's Sunday. Um, you know, we're planning on heading into either church or watching it, uh, as we're driving something, do I bring it up? Do I just let it go? And as we're walking, I just felt a shift happen to me going, you know what? I need to, I need to bring this up. I'm not going to bring it up harshly. I'm not going to bring it up, you know, putting Elisa down. I, I just want to be able for us to clear that the air and come up with some sort of plan, even if it's not written down, even if it's, you know, not like 10 points. This is what we're going to do, for, you know, moving forward. No, it was a it was a time where we could at least clear the air and understand where each other was at Absolutely. in that moment because we hadn't gone to that point. And so just being able to share that. And I'm not, hey, I'm not going to say it was all just like, oh, hey, Elisa, this was what happened. And oh, I, I just want you to know it was. Okay, it guys, was just, I can't even hold in the laughter because it was so not that. It, I mean, I was intense. I, I was intense. Again, we're walking. So for us, for us, we like that. If I was that intense and we were eye to eye, it would not work. And we've shared this with you guys. Get out, get moving, get talking. Don't sit in your living room and look at each other in the eyes and hold each other's hands and, and, and talk like that because it, it's, it's hard to just sit there and take it either way. Absolutely. From a husband to a wife or a wife to a husband. It's hard to take it. It's hard not to put up your defenses. You know, it's hard not, to, or I should say it's hard not to... Um, bring your defenses down, mm-hmm. right? And by moving, we're able to do that. And so even though I was I was really passionate about where I was coming from, it wasn't, we, we neither of us got into a defensive state because we were walking, we were talking about it. We were, we were flushing out what had happened. And, and that's all part of that creating a safe environment. Like he had, Tony had to know that it was safe. Yeah. 
He had to know that, okay, you know what? I know, I know sometimes in the past, you know, and even last night I was a little intense, but like, I'm going to, I'm going to trust her that this is going to be safe to bring it up again. Right. Because it's so important that your marriage be a safe place. It's so important, ladies, that we have, that we create a place where our husbands feel that they're important for doing more than just bringing home a paycheck. Right. Because a lot of guys, that's where they feel. They, they've been, they, their role has been so diminished from being your partner, your life partner to being the guy who pays the bills, right? We need to, we need husbands that know they're a priority that, you know, you loved them enough to desire to make a family with them, to, to create a life with them. And that doesn't end after the party in the fancy dress, that, that priority in your life. It doesn't end there. We need to understand, and this is probably the one that I have struggled the most with because I'm one of those women who tends to hold on to things. Ask Tony. He's like, you remember things that happened 19 and a half years ago. Yes, I do. We uh, need to I do un- too. Like your cute skirt. <laughs> okay. One skirt in 20 plus years of outfits. He remembers. I love that skirt. He loves that skirt. That'll be another show. But we need to understand that change is possible. Right. That, that who our husbands used to be And what they've done in the past does not define who they are going to be forever. That was the past. That was the past. And what I want to say is if there is change that you are seeing, then that's where the discussion came for Elisa and I. Like, you need to understand that I have changed. I have made changes. I have made strides. I am continuing to grow. And we had to flush that out. And so maybe right now you're at a point where you're like, well, yeah, you know, my, my husband has made some changes and yet you're still remembering and harboring the resentment from one incident that happened five years ago. And that's why we're going to, we're going to add that show releasing resentment because that, that, that resentment should not define who your man has become. Right. Right. And that, honestly, that was like. If you bring it all down to what I was so frustrated about that evening, everything we've done, everything we've worked towards, I felt like at that moment, Elisa didn't see any change in me. And as you guys know who've listened for so long, we have six and a half years of our life here. I can listen back now. And I hear those earlier shows and I cringe at the man I was at times, the things I would say. The way I would talk to Elisa, I cringe. So I know I've changed. But sometimes we got to be able to let our spouse know that we know we've changed. Mm-hmm. So wives, I want to speak to you um, and let you know that you have the opportunity to seriously impact the direction of your marriage. Just like that email that I read at the start of the show from the wife who realized that she had been emasculating her husband for years and was ready to see change. You can too. Just because it's always, quote, been this way doesn't mean it always has to be this way. It doesn't mean he is always going to be that way. And, you know, maybe in your marriage, you're like, oh, Lisa, I don't really think I've been emasculating him. Well, maybe in your marriage, you've been rejecting him or you haven't been honoring him. I don't know what the word is in your marriage. I don't know what words you're comfortable with. But, you know, at the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, we don't shy away from the big painful words. Right. Because we're, we're going to call it what it is. So whatever you want to call it, whatever makes you feel the best about the situation, I'm telling you right now, it's time for change. 
Okay, we can't keep having marriages that want to be extraordinary if the husband is being emasculated. Not going to happen. So you need to start. If you've even got an inkling that this is going on in your marriage and maybe you're like, oh, I don't know. Well, I want you to start asking him, right? I want you to start with asking your husband if he has ever felt rejected by you. And, And ladies, let him talk, okay? Do not get defensive. Do not give explanations for why you were too tired, too busy, or not in the mood. If you ask him the question, listen for the answer. Or something we've said since almost the beginning of one extraordinary marriage. When I let down my masks, when I take off my, my mask, when I let down my walls, when I share from the depth of my being, the one thing I'm, I'm looking for is I want to be loved more, not less for who I am. Mm-hmm. I want to be loved more for who I am. And so when your husband does take off those masks, it's not a time to point out all the flaws and, and the mistakes and the, and the brokenness. He knows that. He knows that. We want to be loved more for who we are, not less. So you need to listen. You need to ask him if he feels valued, if he feels like a priority to you. And if any of the answers to those questions are a no, then it's time for you to start making changes in your marriage. It's time for you to ask who or what is more important to you than your husband. It's time to find ways to make him feel like he's a priority. It's time to take rejection out of the bedroom. Okay. Like start saying yes more than you say no to everything in life, not just, you know, to sex in your bedroom. It's time to not only value, but also implement his ideas and his suggestions. And I'm going to tell you, he may be skeptical at first. Because you need to remember that he has been torn down for a long time. His role, his identity has been diminished. He's been made weaker, made less effective. But don't give up and don't start implementing this. And husbands, I want to talk to you too, because a lot of you are listening to the show and some of you may even have tears in your eyes going, that's my marriage. And what I want to say to you is that if you've been on the receiving end of this, don't lose hope. Right. Okay, no. we're, we're a testament to the fact that, that change does happen and that you know, reality can smack you upside the face and cause even more change, mm-hmm. right? So here are some actions that you can take. The, to the husband of the wife that sent this email, I want you to know that he had actually reached out to us first. He reached out to us before she sent that email because he recognized that he needed marriage coaching. He recognized that they needed to do something different. So maybe the two of you need to have a conversation in a neutral setting about what is going on. And if that's you, if you're thinking, you know what, I'm, I'm like that husband, then you need to seriously consider getting coaching. Your marriage needs both of you to be strong. It doesn't just need a strong wife and an ineffective husband. It needs a strong husband and a strong wife to have an extraordinary marriage. And the truth is you would do physical therapy if you had a weak muscle in your body. If a doctor said, you know what, that muscle's not performing like it should, we need to go get physical therapy on it. You would do it in a heartbeat. What I'm telling you is that if you have a weak muscle in your marriage, it's time to get marriage coaching to strengthen those muscles. Mm -hmm. And if a lot of you are just like, you know, you're looking at what I've described with this husband and wife and you're like, that's us, then I want you to go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. Take a look at the information there and say, you know what? We're not going to do life like this. We're not going to let the past define our present and impact our future. Mm 
Mm-hmm. We're not going to have one spouse feeling weak and ineffective. Instead, we're going to take we're going to take the steps necessary so that we both feel like partners. Right. Right? Like equal partners with different responsibilities and different gifts, but equal in the marriage. Because here's the thing, this world, there's too much going on for there to be marriages where there, it's an upside down, ineffective, unbalanced power struggle, right? When the two of you are strong, you can impact so many people. And the world needs your marriage to be strong right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just say it, I mean, again, from the, from the top of the show with the quote, a man's wife has more power over him than the state has. And I think many of us would, you know what? We could shake our heads to that one. So you have, you have that authority, that ability to either raise your husband up or pull him down. Guys, you have the same. You have the same ability to raise your wife up or pull her down. What are you going to choose to do this week? That's the question. What are you going to choose to do this week? Are you going to raise them up or are you going to pull them down? Our hope, our desire, our prayer for you is that you're going to start making changes now that's going to raise your spouse up, that's going to bring them up, that both of you are going to work together raising each other up, right? Let's raise each other up. Elise and I learned something so drastic when that happened is that we need to lift ourselves even more right? We need to be there for each other more than anything. And so go out there this week, ask these questions, talk to your spouse about them, learn, find out where things are breaking and begin to repair those hurts, repair the broken trust, repair so you can have the extraordinary marriage you desire. We hope this week you'll jump on the I Love You But I Don't Trust You webinar with us at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash rebuild trust because we're going to give you four strategies right there that you can start using to building each other up. We love you guys. Have yourselves a fantastic week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.